Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feathered Desert, and um, this is Cheryl, and today we're going to talk about tips on bird feeding while RVing or camping in Arizona. So uh, my family likes to camp, tent camp, RV camp, whatever you include camping as, and sometimes even under the stars with just a sleeping bag. So we do backpacking as well. Often I have to set up a bird feeding station with seed or hummingbird feeder to see what birds I'm able to attract in our area or in our campsite. Plus, this provides um, me with an opportunity to photograph birds as well as entertainment and um, opportunities to observe the birds with my family. And these are birds that we would not necessarily see at home. And I feel that it gives the birds a respite from having to work so hard. So (laughs) that's my way of compensating for any guilt I may have about what I'm doing. So I have compiled a do's and don't list from my experiences. So this is strictly from my experiences of camping in Arizona. And Kirsten's going to go over, uh, first she's going to go over the do's. Yes. This is all Cheryl, by the way, too. I don't camp. (laughs) There's none of that happening. I'll do like an RV camp occasionally, but there's no tent camping in my life. No sleeping under the stars and sleeping bags. I'm not having it. So I am trusting Cheryl with all of this information because she is certainly the expert on this subject. So, okay, for the do's, a lot of these are very common sense. And remember, while you're listening to this podcast, we are talking about Arizona specifically. So do know the rules of the campsite you are visiting. Most state campgrounds in Arizona allow bird feeding, but county parks, private campgrounds, national parks, and national forests have their own guidelines or rules to follow. Do be aware when you're traveling in bear country and take the necessary precautions and follow safety guidelines. Bears and feeders do not go together. Whether they're hummingbird feeders or seed feeders, the bears will consume all of it. Do not tempt bears to come near you (laughs) with a bird feeder. Do take in hummingbird feeders at night. No exceptions. And we have a reason for this coming up. Do be prepared for ants. So if you're taking hummingbird feeders, bring an ant moat or use a feeder with a moat. You can even use an ant moat on a small seed feeder. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do keep your feeders clean. If you are going for a long period of time and you're unable to clean your feeders properly, then forego this option. We don't want you to take it out and not be able to clean it because we don't want to spread disease. Do store your nectar properly. So if you have some sort of refrigerator device, if you're in your RV, cool. If you're going to maybe camping for a day, then that's also okay. But if you cannot store your nectar and keep it cool, if you're going to be there for an extended period of time, a week, two weeks, whatnot, then don't do any nectar. Do use hold bird seeds such as our Nomes that we have here at WBU. This is so non-native plants that sometimes you will get in a certain type of bird seed will not sprout in areas that are usually protected or have sensitive vegetation areas. The seed has to have the shell on the outside so it can germinate. If there's no shell on the outside, it won't germinate. So that's why no mess is such a great option. Do keep bird seed out of wet weather. 
So if you're going out and you know it's going to be monsoon season, let's forego this because you're going to be dealing with a bunch of wet weather. Do use bark butter bits as food for birds. And this is a specialty item that we have here at WBU. Almost every single WBU store across the continent, as far as I know, will carry bark butter bits. And these are great. It's a favorite with birds, especially insect eating birds, which are always the ones that are harder to get. So these little balls of suet are super easy to put out. They're super easy to pick up and they're no melt. So if you're in a really a hotter area, they won't melt. Also, they don't really freeze either. So because that uh, lard in there helps keep it from freezing. So do try a hummingbird slash bird feeder that attaches to the window of your RV. They're very, very easy. They work well. They're easy to take down and put back up. And here at WBU Mesa, we carry different types of hummingbird feeders that attach to your window, as well as different types of seed feeders. And they're really cute. I actually like the ones that we carry. And then do consider your placement of feeders carefully. All right, those are the do's. I think those are all accomplishable. Cheryl's going to tell us some of the don'ts. Yes, and I have a list of don'ts. So don't assume, since you have not seen a bear, you can be lax about bird feeders or hummingbird feeders. So this is really important because there's a season where bears are more active, and it's usually when they just come out of hibernation in Arizona. And if the campground is not aware of bear activity, you should still be aware of bear activity. But generally speaking, the campground or the area will let you know that there's bears in the areas and the do's and the don'ts of uh, how to store your food and things like that. And then it's recommended not to put out bird feeders. Yeah. So don't forget to take your feeders in at night because it's just not bears. There's other critters out there. If bears are an issue or may be an issue, but so don't put the feeders out. I mean, that's just the way it is. If a park ranger says anything about bears. Yeah. Just don't, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't have campfires near the bird feeders. Better yet is don't have campfires during the day. The smoke is bothersome to the birds, period. And they won't come to the feeders. So it's better to put on those two pairs of fuzzy socks and that warmer coat and sit out there and drink your hot chocolate or your coffee or your hot tea and watch the bird activity early in the morning and forgo the fire. Don't feed the squirrels or the chipmunks by hand. I know this is really hard. They're cute. It really is. These, are, these charmers will get to the bird seed. They'll get there anyway, no matter what you do, but don't encourage them to hang around your, your campsite. Don't hang your feeders in trees. Use rope and tie a clothesline between the trees to hang feeders or bird or hummingbird feeders um, on the clothesline. This is especially what I do with hummingbird feeders because wherever I go, I usually put a hummingbird feeder out and I use the clothesline um, effect. One, it cuts down on ants. Two, squirrels can't get to it. And three, yes, I get woodpeckers. But, you know, they're just as entertaining as the hummingbirds. And sometimes I don't get hummingbirds. All I get is woodpeckers. Yeah. So. Um, it's got to be fun to watch them hang from the rope like that. It and is. Try to get it is. Here. So it's, it's just a different way of viewing, um, well, Harry's and Downies. We don't necessarily have them yeah. in the um, Phoenix Valley. So it's a nice way to. And they're quite cheeky. Yeah. yeah, they're quite <laughs> really cheeky. <are>. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good way to explain a uh, woodpecker. They're cheeky. So don't use bark butter on trees that are not yours. Yes, this is the bark butter that you slather, yes. not the bark butter bits. That's no. totally different. Right. So um, 
I just wanted to put it out there that might be something cool that you'd want to put on use when you're camping. Well, um, it's not your tree right. that you're going to put it on. And two, bark butter can occasionally leave a residue, which means that residue, even though the birds have eaten all of it, can still attract those critters you don't want in your campsite. Don't put out any more seed than can be eaten by birds <laughs> or squirrels right? <laughs> um, by nightfall, especially where raccoons, skunks, porcupines, bear, deer, elk, or rodents are a problem. So all Or really that are there at all, not even a yes. problem. I mean, yes. they're out in the wild where they're supposed to be living. <laughs> so. We're in their backyard, so we have to take them into consideration. Right. And although I think porcupines are adorable. Um, they're really cute. But... They are really cute. But I don't want to necessarily um, have a close feed. encounter. Yes, have a close encounter or have them feeding on my um, bird seed. Not at all. Yes. And that goes for hummingbird feeders as well. That's why yes. we did say do bring your hummingbird feeders in at night because that nectar can attract lots of things. I have seen bears yes. eating from hummingbird feeders, not even eating the feeder itself, like literally tipping it so it can lick the nectar yes. out. Yes. So they so, will certainly yes. do that, even though you think it's, oh, it's small, it's tiny. They're not going to, yeah, they'll do it. <laughs> So like Kirsten said, this is really mostly common sense, but it, if you use common sense and you follow these protocols and you pay attention to what's happening in the area where you're camping, um, this can be a really great way to enjoy um, native wildlife, as in the sense the bird life, um, while you're camping, while you're, while you're sitting out there reading a magazine or whatever. And just to tell a short little story, um, I was camping down in Tucson with my family, and it was November, and it was just after we had some rains, but it was unseasonably warm um, for that time of year. And the bird life was tucked down in to this little creek that was running through the campsite, and you couldn't really, unless you went down there, you weren't seeing anything. Well, several people were walking by early one morning, um, in, you know, as couples do, and they all started stopping along our campsite and they were watching the birds and they had the binoculars and they were like making little little notes about what they were seeing and looking at the birds gu bird guides. And I stepped out of the RV, um, it's probably about 7.30 in the morning, and I had a group of people in our campsite <laughs> and they're bird watching. And they're like, they wanted to know how all the birds, why I had all these birds at my, um, at our campground site. And I said, well, that's, I whispered, that's because I feed them. Yeah. So, they, I mean, there were Costas and Annas and um, even Black Chins down there visiting. Nice. And I had Cactus Wrens. I had uh, the little Black-throated Sparrow was down there. The Curbbill Thrasher, they could see. The Gila Woodpecker was taking bark butter bits. Um, I had House Finches. I'm trying to think of what else was just visible right there in that moment. Um... I think that's about it. Nice. That's that was, the way I like to bird. Bring the birds to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I could sit at my little camp picnic table and watch all this activity, but they had they had to actually walk to my campsite. Yeah. So they these people, you know, we talked to them and I told them what kind of because a lot of them were out of state and told them what kind of birds we had and that's exciting. It was, and it's, so it's an it's a nice way to introduce yourselves to the the natives that yeah. live there. So. The whole idea about uh, being out in nature is uh, doing no harm. 
but hopefully these tips help those outdoor enthusiasts to enjoy opportunities to view Arizona's birds in their home range in the wilds of our beautiful state. And Kirsten's got the spotlight. I have the plant spotlight today. And we're going to talk about something called the scarlet, I believe it's pronounced gilia, but I'm not sure. Also called Arizona skyrocket. And if you do a search online, try Arizona skyrocket and it'll come right up. Uh, this is a delightful biennial. That's a new one. We haven't done a biennial no, yet. No, we haven't. Which is specifically adapted to hummingbirds. The flower is designed to deter any nectar robber. But the broad-tailed and the rufous hummingbirds that are the pr principal pollinators. So they have their uh, safe set up and only the broad-tailed and the rufous hummingbirds really know how to open that safe. The skyrocket occurs in open areas of desert mountains or cinder hills in northern Arizona. It is typically found in rocky canyons, dry washes or clearings in ponderosa pine or pinyon juniper woodlands at elevations ranging from 5,000 to over 10,000. So most likely not going to be one that you commonly see here in the valley unless someone has intentionally planted it. Um, in its second year, this is where the biennial comes in, it will send up erect hairy stems that bear green, I'm sorry, dark green pine needle foliage and loose clusters of one inch tubular flowers that summon every hummingbird within view. In gardens, the skyrocket prefers a sandy or gravelly soil that is well-drained. A sunny exposure is best, but in the hot, lowest elevation locations, i.e. us, some afternoon shade is probably warranted. It is native to regions of uh, summer rain, so it may need an occasional deep soaking during our extended summertime drought. The rest of the year requires little water. It is a fine accent for any garden, and you can plant it in early spring, for blooms the following summer. And remember, once it blooms, it's gonna not, it's not gonna bloom every year. It's a biennial, so that means it blooms every other year. But um, it really is quite lovely. The um, skyrocket is a perfect name for it because it does, it looks like almost like, a, when you see it, it looks like a firework, zoomed up and then opened up. So it kind of looks like a star, like a, um, a shooting star. So it's really very interesting. Um, I really liked it quite a bit. and. I'll probably search around for it and see if maybe I can do something under my tree, my big Palo Verde tree. It might might do all right there in the, in the summertime. But that is our Arizona Skyrocket. And thank you guys for listening today. And I do hope that some of our camping tips will give you a little something extra to do next time you go out camping.